Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30, 20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. We've got a good topic for y'all tonight. It's a very important one, and it's not one I understood. I ever really knew, and even for a few years out of my Christian life, I, I didn't really understand this topic. I didn't understand this subject. But I, by the time we're done with this and the weeks ahead, will try my best to make you privy to some of the things I've learned about it and some of the importance of it, some of the things the Lord shared with me by the Holy Spirit. I mean, even before I was in the ministry. It's about finding your call and fulfilling it. And that seems so foreign to most Christians because actually they think that wherever they wind up in life is fulfilling their call. See, they, had the erroneous, they have the erroneous idea that I had at one time. And that was that wherever you are in life, God had to have put you there. That you, wherever you wound up in one, at that time frame in your life, wherever you were, that God obviously had to get you there because he's overseeing you because you're a Christian. And because you're a Christian, he would make sure that you are fulfilling the plan of God for your life. So wherever you are as a Christian, as long as you're a Christian, then you're in God's will. And I was completely and utterly dumbfounded and shocked to the max that that is absolutely false. That you can be a Christian and you could have been a Christian for a long time and wherever you are in life is absolutely no indication whatsoever that you are in the call that God had for you. God picked for you what you are to do in life before you were born. And it is your job to find out what does God have for me? What does he have for me personally? I mean, what is, it, is it ministry? Is it motherhood? Is it career? Is it, what does he have for me in life? And so few people, number one, do not know they are even supposed to ask those questions. Number two, when they do ask them, they only ask them flippantly or kind of in passing and never really take the time to find out what does God have for me. And they don't take the time that's necessary to find that out because you will be obscured in this area more than you will any other area of your life. You will be obscured in anything that's a blessing to you. The devil will do his best to cheat you out of healing, to cheat you out of all that God has provided for us, all the good things. But he will fight you harder here to obscure it than he will any place else in your life because that is where most of the blessings will come. In fact, the matter is, you will not have God's best for your life, the fullest blessings He intends for you, until you are in that place of perfect will of God. There is an acceptable will of God. If you're a Christian and you're doing something now, say you start out and you didn't know about these things, and whatever you're doing, you're just doing the best you know how, and nobody's ever taught you these things, then you're in the acceptable will of God, as long as your heart's right and you're a Christian. That's a permissive or acceptable will. But there is a perfect will of God. And that perfect will of God can be missed and that perfect will of God can be fought and thwarted by the devil and he will fight you harder there because the best God has for you is in there, in that place. 
that's hard for people to understand. They don't figure that out. They think, well, God can bless me anywhere, can't he? And the truth of the matter is, yes, he can bless you to an extent, but he cannot bless you to his fullest just any old place. Because the time will come in all of our lives, every one of us, when we will have to be in the perfect will of God or else we will forfeit that perfect will. Some will live out their life and never have gotten into it. Some will die prematurely because they never got into it. And listen to me, now both of those are equally as, as true and equally as possible. It's hard for some people to believe that. They don't think, well, no, would that be the cause of death? Well, yes, the Bible teaches that there's a number of different causes of premature death. In 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, it talks about not walking in love and, and towards your fellow members of the body of Christ and not judging the body correctly. And because of that, many of you are weak and sick and a number sleep. That means they die prematurely. So not walking in love is one way. But not walking in love is not the only way to die prematurely. There are other ways. One way is to not get over into the perfect will of God. That's possible. Is that true for everybody that dies early? Oh, no. But it is true for a lot of folks, particularly in ministries, because there's so much riding upon the fulfillment of what they have to do. And so they would be more accountable. And, and I would suppose, now I don't know this for a fact, but I would suppose that the higher the call or the office or responsibility, then the greater need you would have to be to be in that. And the Bible lays out for us different ministries, different places you can be. And see, to some people, they think, I'm just, you know, I'm just a mother. I'm just going to raise kids and, and that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, maybe that's what you're supposed to do and maybe that's all you're supposed to do, but maybe not. I mean, you could be a mother and, and do a lot for God's kingdom. You could be a, a business person and do a lot for God's kingdom. You know, I... Uh, I recently got back from some meetings that we did in the western part of our country. And uh, as I told you, the one businessman, I'd come there and he had been teaching. The, the church had asked him to teach because he's a very successful businessman. Very, very young, but very, very successful. When I say very young, I mean, that's a relative term. I mean, he might have been 40 years old or something. Like, well, that's young, I guess. But, he's, but he was uh, very successful. And, uh, you know, the senior pastor told me that, you know, afterwards that I had gone there and I just, you know, the Lord, and I shared this with you, but, but, the, but the, the Lord specifically, as I, as I always do, try to get the mind of God for wherever I preach and what the congregation is and, and what does God want me to preach for that congregation. Vastly different than some teachers. Some teachers just teach what they know and, and they just kind of surmise that this would be good and then they teach it, but I endeavor not to do that. And so I taught what the Lord told me to teach. Now, I'm going into another church. I have no idea what they teach. I have no idea what, but the Lord said to me, I want you to teach on money. I want you to teach on finances and giving. So I did. And the, the pastor, the junior pastor had said to me that we have been preaching that. And that this businessman had, and then I, he told me that they had been preaching that. And that was fine and trusted me, whatever. But then the senior pastor told me that this businessman had been undergoing some, some flack and some, uh, some, different kinds of attitudes and retribution, perhaps you could say, from, from different members of the congregation that didn't want to hear about that. They thought there's too much because it had been going on a couple of weeks. They had been teaching it about three or, I forgot what he said, maybe it was three or four weeks. They had been teaching about money in the church. And see, and then some people think that that's all you ever preach. Or if you preach it for three or four weeks, then it's, you know, money, 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 money. That's all you guys talk about is money, 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 money. And, of course, we don't, but, you know, sometimes we teach it. And if we teach it for six weeks and somebody happens to show up for the first time, they think we're like everybody else. And in any case, it still has to be preached everywhere anyway. It's part of the gospel. But, 
But anyway, so, uh, you know, I didn't know they'd been preaching it three or four weeks, and the Lord told me to preach it, so I preached it. And I'm sure that made some of them mad and some of them glad, but I preached it anyway, and I told them what the Lord told me this is what to teach, and I'm sure that if they had any sense, they know that they could put some pieces of the puzzle together and that the Lord's trying to say something here and that they should accept it. Well, anyway, the businessman had received some, some flack, and he had come up to me afterward and expressed his deep appreciation for me obeying God and all that stuff, and... And I talked to him and I thought, well, you know, here's a man that was very humble, very nice, very wonderful person and had a heart for helping God's kingdom. I mean, you're talking about a very wealthy businessman. I mean, you know, you get people that that give, you know, they might give, uh, you know, five, six hundred dollars a month and they think they hang the moon. And here's a guy that's given a thousand dollars a week into his church. And that's not all. When they had to build, they were building an office building for the church. He got the equipment and dug the foundation and paid for all that himself. And then he paid for all the concrete himself. And he's in the church teaching these classes to the people. And see, what, here you've got a fellow that's a tremendous blessing to his church. And, so, you know, of course, you could take the idea, oh, well, you know, I'm just called to business. Well, uh, I don't think that that pastor at that church just thinks that he's just called the business because he's made a great difference in that church hasn't he? And just one person can make a great difference in the church if they get over into God's perfect will. Well, you know, I don't know what God's perfect will for that man is, but, but hopefully it's that because he seems to be doing a pretty good job of it. And he's blessing the church. I mean, tremendously. I mean, I don't mean just with his money. I mean, he's teaching the people and the people are getting hold of it. And of course, he had to pay the price of preaching the truth. Of course, you know, that's just the way it is. You preach the gospel, some get glad and some get mad, but you know, that's life. That's the way it goes. You got, still got to preach what's right. So you can't just take the idea, well, I'm just a mother because there's churches that need help in the nurseries. And, you know, you can't just turn the babies loose in the room by themselves. I mean, you know that. I mean, we could take all the two and three and four-year-olds and put them in a room and lock it, and that probably would not be a good idea, would it? I mean, somebody has to be there to see them. Well, can I do that and preach to you at the same time? See, so you never just take the, the approach that, well, I'm just this or I'm just that because there are no unused members in this body. If you are in the body of Christ, there are no unused members. And we try to make sure that there's no unused members if we can, you know, because that's good. You guys need to get involved in it whatever way you can. So there's no unused members and God's got a plan for you. Now, what if Mary, the mother of Jesus, would have said, well, I'm just a mother. I probably won't amount to much in life. I mean, we still talk about her. I mean, there's some places that actually worship her and put her on the same level as Jesus. Well, she's not on the same level as Jesus, but she is a wonderful saint and was faithful. And God must have thought she was faithful mother. And God must have thought she'd do a pretty good job because she's the one he picked. What if she just said that? Well, I probably won't do much in life. I'm just going to be a mother. Well, but you don't know who your kid is and you don't know what God has planned for your kid. You could mess it up real bad. How many know there are plenty of places where the, the parents are messing up the children and it can make a difference? And thank God we have mercy on people that, uh, that have made mistakes. But, you know, the truth of the matter is we, we can, whatever we have done wrong, we can correct it and God will use us wherever. I mean, you've got a place in the body, whether you ever accept it or not, and whether you ever take the time to figure out what it is, you may never. Some will. Some will live and die and, and never know. And because I was almost there, I know how easy it is to miss God's plan for your life. I know just how easy it is to miss it because I almost did. Because I had absolutely no clue, nor did I ever think of it, 
nor did the thought ever enter my mind that I might be called to the ministry. Not even once. You say, surely in once in your life, if the call of God was on you to be in the full-time ministry, surely at one place in your life you would have thought of that. No, not even once. I didn't even picture myself, never thought of it. I didn't even think of it to picture myself as the ministry type. I never even never entered my mind. I didn't never think about ministry. Well, I'm probably not cut out for that. Never entered my mind. Not once. And so I know how easy it is. And plus, even after you find out, even after I started to see the picture that, that I was called to the full-time ministry, even then, you could still have erroneous ideas about how all that could take place. Not realizing that maybe you have to do some things and maybe take steps of faith or whatever it is to make that come to pass. That on purpose you must make what God's called you to do come to pass. It will not come to pass just on accident. Any more than the Big Bang Theory could have exploded and we had all this order. Just to trust His cleansing blood Just in simple I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Finding and Following God's Plan for You. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y dot org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To trust.